Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we just try to make sense of some of the things we love about photography and some of the things that we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to this edition of Photo Mission Focus. Terry, how are you going? I am really well. How are you, Stephen? I'm really, really good. That's good. We have another guest in We tonight. do. We're having a great session this time around. <laughs> it's so, awesome. So you'd like to introduce our, our yes. guest, Terry. So today we've got model Hannah with us. So Hannah, do you want to tell us how old you are and, how, and a little bit about your experience in the modelling industry? Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Oh, I am pleasure. 17. I've been in the modelling industry officially for about two and a half years now. I'm in yeah. Brizzy and I mainly specialise in acting, but then I've found my passion in modelling as well. Awesome. Awesome. And we've been fortunate enough to work together you were doing a rebel rebel uh workshop yes and I was one of the guest photographers that came in for one of the sessions so it's been really good because I actually got a chance to photograph Hannah with one of a local Brisbane designer called Zangara and it was a really good experience it was definitely one of my favorite photo shoots that they had I love specializing in bridal and you were so amazing thank you (laughs) thanks so much fantastic so So, Hannah what what got you interested in modeling what was the thing that kind of attracted you to actually wanting to get into modeling Well, like I said before, I started out in acting, so I've always been in front of the camera or Mm. on the stage, so I was never shy to that kind of industry. However, I am petite, so I'm five foot two. Thank you, mum, for those jeans. (laughs) But so there was, I never felt like there was a place for me in the modeling industry. I always thought I was never, quote unquote, beautiful enough to be into that industry. So I thought... I'm very stubborn. I was like, you know what? I'm going to make that place for myself in that industry. So I started out in photography doing photo shoots. Mm -hmm. And now in the past year, I have transitioned more into runway as well. Amazing. Amazing. And in my opinion, I think you're the perfect height because I'm also short. (laughs) (laughs) Both short. I love it. And petite models are actually, they're quite sought after at the moment. Like it's, it's, Almost like the, uh, the world's becoming quite diverse in their range of models and it's really exciting. It's yeah, exciting definitely. to be someone that's just not the norm. Exactly. Yeah, awesome. And so what sort of photo shoots have you been doing recently? So recently, obviously, with COVID, I have yeah. been, of course, restricted. But yeah. previously, I have been doing photo shoots for local brands, um, mm. portfolio shoots. I love doing anything specializing in bridal yeah. or editorial or beauty. Yeah, awesome. And have they all been TFP or have some of those been paid shoots? Um, most of them have been TFP, yeah. but I have been having a couple of photo shoots yeah. um, that are paid. And yeah. then I got a commercial last year, my first commercial, oh, which was paid, which was absolutely amazing oh that would have been brilliant it was the best feeling ever awesome awesome that's fantastic so Hannah so your experience so far you've been modeling for a couple of years so you've what what have you kind of learned from the modeling in front of the camera what what's it taught you anything I think that photo shoots have definitely taught me that any single person can look beautiful on film and in general, of course, but especially in photography, you've really just got to know your angles and what looks good on you and what you like and what the photographer likes and how you can blend that together. So in saying that, Hannah, do you go after, um, so when you're looking at doing a TFP shoot or someone's approached you, how do you make the decision to go forward with that session? 
So personally for me, I love working with female photographers. It's just something that I feel more comfortable with. However, I'm never shut off to working with a male photographer. I look for, well, first of all, I look at their Instagram or their website. Websites are great to have because I know that's super professional because anyone can have an Instagram, but when you have a website, it's it shows that you're really committed to the industry. Absolutely. Um, I look at who they've worked with. If they've worked with anyone I've worked with previously, uh-huh. I then contact that person and go, oh, how was your experience working Beautiful. with said person? Yeah. And then from there, I will either respond to that. With a yes or a no. With a yes or a no, yes. Yeah. And so what sort of styles of photography do you kind of look for at the moment? At the moment, I'm really into natural beautiful like Mm. body positive Mm. uh, photography and then also super artistic things such as editorial and Mm. makeup I'm a fashion student so I love anything a little bit quirky and fun as well fantastic that's a really good background to have going into modeling 100 percent. especially when you have to like style your own photo shoots it's really helpful when you know what goes together or doesn't and I've actually seen a couple of the shoots that you've styled yourself and worked with a couple of the girls that that we worked together with at Rebel and they've been amazing so congratulations on thank you beautiful yeah so um and hannah where do you see yourself like where what's your i suppose have you thought about what your future goal is where you want to kind of end up i always thought i would stay in acting kind of have modeling as a hobby but recently i've realized that I'm the one paving the way for short models. I always Mm. thought, oh, you know, when someone else paves the way, like I'll I'll jump on that path. But I realized that I'm the one showing other girls that they can be beautiful. Mm. So I think I would love to really crush that runway industry and like show them that no matter what height, size, shape, gender, orientation you are, you can be a model. Mm, A really good message to send out, Hannah. Thanks for sharing. And I I think the world's moving more that way now that people Mm. are being becoming more inclusive that people understanding now that we're all different shapes exactly and although one of the things that I hate about trying to crush that stereotype of tall models is that some people actually degrade tall slim women Mm. and to uplift maybe curvy girls or shorter girls Mm. we've got to remember that they're actually humans too that they Mm. are real women and that Mm. women are short like curvy tall curvy like short slim short tall like all women should be in this industry mm, and really all men. Good point, really good point, yeah. And so what sort of things do you do to prepare for a shoot, Hannah? So do you take along with you a bag of like uh, like items of shoes and like underwear and all of those kinds of things 100%. so that you shoot ready? Yeah. yeah. A couple of days before the shoot, I'll make sure to drink lots of water so my skin is doing really well. I'll wash my hair. Well, I'll ask the hair and makeup artist when yeah. they'd like my hair to be washed. So yeah. then I do that. And then as for shoot day, I know my mum can vouch for me when I say <laughs> two massive suitcases. Mum's putting a thumb up <laughs> in the background here. <laughs> all the shoes you can imagine, all the tops and bottoms, yeah. nude underwear, strapless bras, like yeah. um, like seamless underwear, yeah. hair ties, bobby pins. Yeah. It. I am like the go-to of overprepared. Oh, I love it. I love that. That's awesome. And so also as well, is there anything that you ask your photographic team and your styling team when you're working with with people for a creative shoot? Is there anything that you get them to give you beforehand information-wise or otherwise before well, you go into a shoot? 
For photographers, I always um, ask how many images will be provided. So Mm -hmm. especially if it's TFP, Mm -hmm. I'll ask how many images are provided, how long that will take to process. So that way we're on the same path. Yeah. I asked hair and makeup uh, what time they would like like me to wash my hair to mm-hmm. come um mm-hmm. to be prepared if they'd like me to have moisturized skin yeah. just come bare and then I've never really worked with too many stylists but when I have I've asked if I needed to supply any extra items for example I have really small feet I have a lady's five so normally shoes do not fit me whatsoever yeah. so I'll have to bring you know a casual pair of nude heels black heels yeah. flats and all that and that's a really good point to take your own shoes because when you go to a shoot and there is a stylist usually the the size they bring is about an eight or a seven exactly that's what they assume is the average size and and really interesting because we've just had Taylor. The, we just had Tyler in there <laughs> Tyler has got size 11 <laughs> yeah, big difference. <laughs> so, so she actually mentioned shoes are a big problem for her because they usually don't have shoes that will fit. So similarly, you and obviously, but you you're you've kind of summed it up enough now that you actually know what to prepare for basically by by preempting it. Exactly. Mm. I just know I'm like they ain't gonna have a fi- size five shoe. No way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's important. So it's really good because I think you, you've made a point there about being very clear about what you're going to get out of the shoot mm. because I think that's very important for models to um, when they go into a shoot is to understand exactly what they're getting out of it and what they want out of it and mm. similarly for the photographer so they know what the photographer needs to deliver because too often you hear that people go I never got any I never got any um, any shots or they were such poor quality they were useless I've wasted my time so it's kind of mm. like yeah, yeah well, I've definitely had those experiences where I haven't got any photos out of a TFP shoot, which has been really disappointing because when two parties are collaborative, you hope that both of them will get out what they mm. want from that. So that was really disappointing. But I think every experience is a learning curve. And from that, I've learned that, um, you know, you need to bring your own signature sheet and release form and Really agree on point, it beforehand yeah. and make sure you read through every single thing which is why my mum's there <laughs> to read yeah. through everything and just honestly like being open and honest and transparent yeah. is the biggest tip that I could give to anyone yeah. trying to get just, into this industry sorry to interrupt you. I didn't mean that oh my god that's all good um so you just mentioned also that you take your mum with you to shoots yes I yeah. have always taken my mum to shoots and I have only not taken her to a shoot once which I took someone else to and yeah. that was a that photographer was not great. So I've learned yeah. from that experience. I have been like, mum, you're coming with me to everything. You can do your yeah. crocheting in the back of the car. <laughs> <laughs> and then even if she's just there, I know that I can go up to her. And we have a little signal, especially if yeah. I feel uncomfortable or safe. I say a code word or I make a little signal and she knows that that means that I'm feeling uncomfortable and we work together to try and resolve a solution. Awesome. That That's a really good tip actually to it, have it a is. bit of a code word. Well, it's so important that you actually have a support person with you because mm. being a support person, like I said, and, and having thought through the, the process of how you might communicate to let them know that you're mm. not feeling comfortable with that situation because too many models, we hear too many stories about they get mm. into a situation and it becomes very uncomfortable and they have – difficulty trying to extract themselves out of it exactly and I feel like a big thing especially in my opinion from being a female in this industry is that if you refuse or say no or kind of object to something you're seen as rude or unprofessional and that you could probably go along with everything Mm. which is really disgusting that we as 
from in my experience as females have to just do as we're told and yeah. not have any um, opinion in that. Yeah, it, I'm really sorry to hear that you've had that experience where you felt that as well because mm-hmm. as a photographer, we it's it's always my first and foremost to make sure that my models feel really safe and really comfortable and, you know, I make a point of really discussing what's going to happen and, and making it, it quite transparent like and having that conversation if you feel uncomfortable, if there's exactly. anything we do that you don't want to do, please let me know. And literally yeah. just a super simple, hey, you've got a hair on your shoulder, could I move it? Instead Absolutely. of just advancing towards the person. It's just yeah. super nice courtesy and it makes all the difference. Yeah, that's that's one thing that I've actually been taught in my early, early career. You never touch someone unless you've been unless you're asked. Exactly. And if you do, you do it in a non yeah. A non kind of um, predatory way, I guess. Exactly. That's put yep. it, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, and I think think when we when we kind of talk about predators, not to kind of go to the dark and and dingy world or anything, I think that um, as photographers, we have a responsibility to keep our models safe. We also have a responsibility to make sure that the environment's safe, not just physically but mentally, and that they go home not feeling like we've taken advantage of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I know that some of the things we suggest to to models in, in previous episodes what we've talked about is that, that models ask questions like, you know, if I've got um gonna have a change of clothes, is there somewhere private I can I can do that? Mm. Is there somewhere safe I can do that? Those types of things. Will there be toilet facilities available yeah. on the shoot? Those mm. basic kind of things that it's kinda of like if you once you get there and they're not there then it can that, that can be just mm. even uncomfortable if you can't find a bathroom yeah. handy. <laughs> One of the best photographers, like clothes change-wise that I've had, is he had a portable little changing Change stall, yes. which was amazing because I'm so used to my mum and the photographer holding up just like a bare yes. sheet in the middle of a, like a busy road and I'm having to like <laughs> yeah. get changed and it's really stressful. I've often thought about that. What are ways that we can help our models get changed in privacy if you don't have a pop-up tent? And there's even things like take a queen size Duna cover yes, and they're stand the best. inside <laughs> it and have two people hold it on the end so you've got the privacy screen on both sides Exactly, and then you can get changed. That's and genius. Yeah. <laughs> It's quite a good one. Put that in your bag. Oh, I will. Write it down. <laughs> and and how have you found it, like when you're working with photographers and you're getting good feedback from the photographers, does that help you present better in front of the camera, do you think? 100%. Look, mm. I am not perfect. I would not call myself a professional model, but look, I'm trying to get there. So mm. I will 100% take constructive criticism if they say head down a little bit or what I really like. I know not all photographers do this. If they show me a photo and go, see this, this is the lighting, this is what it's looking like, maybe you could try this. Yeah. And then we try that out. I really find that I'm a visual learner. So I find that really helpful when I can see the photo mm. and then I'd be like, okay, that's what it looks like. Let's go mm. from there. And do you ever do any practicing at home, like in front of the mirror or that kind of thing? Not at home, but if I've got my hair and makeup done, if it's yeah. a particular style, especially for editorial with you've yeah. got kind of crazy makeup, I'll go to the mirror and kind of see which angle looks best with what makeup I've yeah, got cool. on. Because, you know, sometimes you'll have super long eyelashes, sometimes yeah. you have <laughs> intricate um, eyeshadow and you yeah. want to make sure you're showing off the best possible version of that makeup yeah. artist and photographer you can. That's a really good point. Yeah, and not many people are really aware of those things when they're being photographed. They don't mm-hmm. they don't pick up on those tiny little nuances that the attention to detail. Good exactly. Yeah. And, and it is kind of important to understand your own body because you know what kind of you're comfortable with, particular angles and that mm-hmm. type of stuff. So one hundred percent. And you can once you know that, I mean, you can convey that to the photographer as well. Mm, um, yeah. You can say is you know sometimes I'll say to models or anything you don't any particular types of um, poses you don't like, mm-hmm. just mm. to get an understanding 
of mm. of what what makes them comfortable because it, it is kind of a, you're in a workspace. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, if you worked at McDonald's or you worked at <laughs> Coles at the checkout, you want people to kind of you know deal with you of in a course. in mm. a professional why and nothing's different when you're out on a shoot. It should be exactly the same. It should yeah, be that I professionalism. Agree. Yeah. I had this really good photographer one time, um, Emily McDonald from Poppy and Sage Photography. Yeah, she was amazing. Amazing. I've worked with her so many times. I've been yeah. published with her twice. <gasps> She's beautiful and her husband yeah. too. Yeah. And she there was a we were doing a bridal photo shoot and yeah. one of the dresses was a bit low cut. So before she submitted that for publication, she just sent it this to me and going hi, I'd love to confirm this photo or these set of photos with you and your mum. Is this all right? Do you feel comfortable with this? If not, I will just delete these. I haven't sent them out to the other vendors yet. It's completely up to you. And I thought that was so professional and so lovely. Yeah, and such a courtesy as well. Yeah, that's really good. And it's really lovely to hear that there are photographers out there doing the right thing. Exactly. Yeah. Because they're protecting your brand as well because, Mm. like, like, you know, it might be something that you don't want to be presented. I mean... Because that's what you are doing, Mum. You're kind of building your brand. Yeah, um, exactly. So how you present yourself and the types of images that get out into the into the social media areas. One hundred percent. Social media is a big thing that, as a teenager and as a, you know, someone who's very present on social media, I have to be very careful of what I put out and how I'm presenting myself because it's yeah. technically an online resume now these yeah. these yes. days. Yeah. And, and for future people hiring you, if there's shots on there that don't resonate real well with their kind of brand mm. that you could actually be doing yourself an injustice by exactly yeah. yeah yeah I don't I I sadly I feel that a lot of young models don't actually understand that and it does it can potentially send the wrong messages to the wrong people yeah about the type of work that you you're seeking out so, exactly. yes yeah. I mean sometimes the that party you went to might have been really good, but you might have looked your best at that party. And <laughs> yeah, those and some of those pictures, those pictures may not have been <laughs> good to put on social media. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Goodness me, yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. So, so for someone who's who's kind of wanting to get into modelling, like they haven't they haven't been in front of the camera yet, but they're yearning to do that and they really want to. Is there anything that you've learnt in the few years that you've been doing it that would be helpful? Do you think to I get asked this question all the time at school. I go to an all-girls school and I have girls coming up to me in the hallways going, that's the model. And I'm like, okay. I have so I many. I am a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> in my school, maybe. <laughs> but they they always come up to me and ask, Hannah, how do I get into modeling? And they're yeah. all girls, different shapes, different sizes. And I say, you need experience. You need to go on set and you just need to learn. Like you can't yeah. sit in front of your mirror and posing, although that does help sometimes. Yeah. And I say, pay a good photographer straight up. I would pay a good photographer um, that has been reviewed well. And then once you've got those tips from that photo shoot, I would maybe do a couple TFP with a photographer Mm. who's maybe at the same experience level as you, Mm. who's maybe at the same, you know, quality as you. So that way you're both learning. That's what I really like about TFP is that you're both learning something from that experience. Would you ever encourage people to come along to your shoots to see how it's done? Is that ever anything that you've done in the past? I have actually for a couple of girls who are trying to get into the industry, I've said that they are most welcome to ask me to come along to their shoots in case they need any posing tips or um, if they need some advice. But I've never actually thought about that. But yes, I totally would. 100% lets a new yeah. advancing model coming come into a shoot so they can kind of get a feel and idea yeah. of the industry. Yeah, yeah. I found it's a really good way for myself as well when I've worked 
with um, with a pair of models and one of them maybe a little bit more experienced than the other, I kind of suggest that they stand off to the side and just watch what goes on to get their confidence up and to get comfortable with what's going to happen and get a feel for how it's going to run. That's and a great it's been idea. Really valuable. Yeah. Yep. And look, mentoring is a, fan, mm. is a fantastic way. If you can either find someone to mentor or mentor someone yourself yeah. to help that person into the into the industry mm. and give them some tips and that type of thing because has, was there anyone that kind of helped you in your early days like anyone not really so you, I, did, you did it pretty much on your own I did it pretty much on my own even when it came to sourcing photographers to mm. work with that was all me mum wasn't really involved in that which I think I would maybe go back and change I would definitely suggest to maybe younger models to involve their parents in yeah. that because they have that you know motherly instinct yeah. or parental instinct yeah but um yeah, I would definitely think yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Well, having that having that support, like yeah. I mean, and the support comes from you know for for a whole range of different mm. things. It's emotional support as well. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, and then obviously, um, physical protection to mm. make sure that you're, exactly. you're safe as well. So I definitely think if that. There has been a couple of shoots where I've, you know, not felt the best coming out of. Yeah. And I think it's really good to have someone that kind of knows the industry or even is a guardian figure to you. So that's, yeah. for me, that's my mum or I have a couple of friends who are in the modeling industry that I can go and talk to and go, look, I didn't have the best experience here. I'm feeling kind of down about it. And they can kind of reassure you saying not everyone's like that. And yeah. there's always going to be the highs and the lows, but that's part of this industry and that's part of any industry. Yeah, sadly it is. It, it doesn't matter where you are. There's always going to be those experiences mm. that aren't that positive. Yeah. Well, I think coming into it with a plan and mm, and an understanding yeah. of where it may go wrong so you can actually put control mechanism in to make it safer. And I think mm. troubleshooting, like seeing those red flags, if mm. they make a little comment here or a little comment there or mm -hmm. maybe touch your shoulder in like a way that wasn't really appreciated, mm. just seeing those red flags and acknowledging them. And if you can and feel comfortable speaking up about that. Yeah, yep. absolutely. And I, I think that is important. If you can empower yourself to mm. at that point, say I wasn't that, I'm not comfortable with that and just kind of nip it in the bud so, yeah. so it mm. doesn't. And, and try and be very clear. I think any good photographer won't take that as an insult or a threat. If you went, mm. hey, I really don't feel comfortable if you did that, they go, they'll apologize and they go, I'm so sorry, let's work around this. Yep. Yeah. And if they aren't a good photographer or a professional photographer, I think that's when they'll start to get hurt. And that's when you know it's your time to leave and that yeah. you are worth so much more than that. Yeah. Absolutely. Goodness, yeah. Especially when it's a TFP arrangement. Oh, yeah, yeah. for and sure. even a paid arrangement, no one has has any, you know, right to be treating you ill toward at all. I agree. No. Yeah. And, and you'll soon work out who's sincere and who's – because it is um, in the creative process, people who are creative, like photographers, models and that type of stuff, when you're actually in that zone, you can be kind of lose track mm. and I – I do a lot of um, street photography and I take people on a street walk and I've mm. got to be also mindful when they really get in the zone that they actually put themselves in danger because they get too close to the curb and there's a bus coming. <laughs> I've got to kind of oh, get, no. get, get back. Guilty. <laughs> Guilty. So, so sometimes that's what happens. It'll be, a, it'll be quite an innocent um, mm. kind of gesture but, but like I said, it's important to make sure – you know that it's it's dealt with quickly and mm. effectively again communication is key yes mm. yeah mm. and and that's the whole thing if if we communicate to the model and the model communicates back to the photographer and not be not be um afraid not to say something because yeah you know i mightn't get any more work or they might want to shoot me anymore 
yeah. than, than sometimes. And the other thing is not every photographer is going to be the best fit for you. Exactly. Yeah. They're, they're humans too. They're normal people. And just like you fit in with some people and you don't fit in with some people, yeah. that's going to be the style of photographer as well. There's going to be photographers like Emily, like I was mentioning before, mm. that you keep going back to because yep. you genuinely love working with them as yeah. a person and as a creative. That's fantastic that you've got that relationship with someone. That's really it's really good. good. So yeah. so for for, for um, quite a young person, you've got a very old head there. You really kind of... Mum's nodding. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's... Look, we hear horror stories, Terry, and I've heard yeah. the horror stories how... Um, young sixteen-year-old girls have turned up by themselves on um, answering an ad to yeah. do, um, and they've just turned up, and, mm. uh, and that just um, sends, it sends up. chills down my spine. Yeah, it I really would. Does. Yeah, that is so crazy to me that anyone would even think about doing that. But I think that's yeah. what's really important that as models, we're not trying to be like, oh, you can't see my secrets. Like I'm trying to make it for myself at this in this industry, but yeah. you share for the safety of other people. Absolutely, absolutely. And some of the, you know, some of those photographers that are not necessarily got you know got good intentions, they won't mm. stay around, and everyone will find out what they're exactly. doing. Exactly, everyone finds yeah. out eventually, and yep. I think that's the biggest part. As long as you're genuine and real and mm. caring in this industry, like you'll go mm. far. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. and talented. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the big one of the big strengths in the industry at the moment is social media. Media. Yeah. Because mm. if you do have a bad experience, you can actually get your message out to a lot of people mm. um, through social media channels and different things to let someone know that it was less than a. A great, a great experience. Yeah. yeah, I find that something that's really difficult on my behalf. Difficult in this industry is putting my voice out because I'm what lots of people would consider young and a yeah. female. And I'm actually kind of nervous that people wouldn't believe me or wouldn't take yeah. me seriously, which is something I definitely struggle with. Yeah. But then again, you don't even have to publicly no, name and shame them. You right. can, if you see that maybe someone worked with them, which I have before I saw a photographer that I wasn't comfortable with shooting, shooting another young girl. And I kind of messaged her going, hey, like, are you okay after that shoot? Like, was everything okay with you? you, And she kind of confessed to me that she didn't feel comfortable with him. And then from there, I took that to the agent I was with at the time. And I was like, hi, I saw that he was applying to a couple of your castings from my personal experience and others I personally wouldn't recommend him. And And yeah, definitely share those experiences in the right channels. And and again, it's not to name and shame people. It's, It's doing it in a sensitive way like that where you're actually just trying to generally help people out and professional as well i think to remain professional throughout all of this is definitely key yeah Yeah, that's it so and the thing about is those photographers and uh, and looking we're not going to bag out photographers because we do have models too that actually do the to do the wrong thing as well (laughs) for sure (laughs) so basically you know they'll play the photographer playing a shoot the model's going to come and the model just doesn't turn up that is my pet peeve. Oh, I hate yeah. when people cancel last minute. Yeah, yeah. because there's been so much organisation behind the scenes to get the yeah. shoot to where it is and to have someone cancel at the last minute, whether it be a photographer, a hairstylist, makeup artist, model, anyone, it can throw the whole thing out like in a big way. For sure. It can even mean that it gets cancelled. I was up at Noosa on a holiday specifically for a photo shoot <gasps> and an hour before hair and makeup started, the photographer messaged me going, Sorry, can't make it. No explanation. No <gasps> nothing. And I was like, "Whoa, oh, okay." Um, oh. Desperately posting on all these pages, all this and that. And then some person messaged or co- commented underneath, going, "This is what happens when you have TFP and you don't pay people." 
And I was like, what? I was just trying to make some beautiful art, some gorgeous beach, yeah. high fashion photography. And I think that's something that's misunderstood about TFP is that yeah. it's like trying to like cheapskate off someone when it's really not. When you're at the same experience level as someone, yep. you're just making beautiful art. And that's I think exactly. that's really what yeah. photography and modeling is about. And I think there's a big difference between, um, there's two different sides to TFP. There's the side that you're talking about, which is definitely, you know, you're creating something together, you're working as a collective. But sadly, there is the other side where there is people that take advantage. There's people that take advantage of it to create catalogs for their mm. um, their products, which, you know, can be quite quite challenging because, you know, those products are making money. Exactly. Yes. And, and, and Terry, we've talked about image farming yes. in the past on other, on yeah. other podcasts where, that's another, yeah. where people actually basically, there's, there's organizations that will advertise something and it's purely just they want to get, they want to create images to use in campaign mm. and never have to pay for them. Yeah. And we call it image farming because mm. that's, that's what it is and it's not really professional practice mm. I've definitely been on that other side though as well like I'm not going to deny it like yeah I when I was starting out in this industry I didn't have anyone I could talk to I didn't know anyone yeah. who was a model so yeah. I just thought TFP was you got free photos and yeah because I think it's not really widely told of what TFP should actually be for yeah and I think obviously learning from my experiences and now learning from people who are in that same position or are doing commercial TFP yeah. I'm really learning and bettering myself and helping, well, yeah. hoping that I'm helping other people yeah. learn and better themselves as well. Yeah, I can relate to that experience actually, Hannah. I've been on a few TFP shoots and then you find out afterwards that they're actually being used for a catalogue or an yeah. advert. Or it's the worst feeling. It is. Because then you feel like you're doing the wrong thing and you yeah. didn't even know. Yeah, and you at least want to be, you want to have a choice. So I think that like as we were talking before about communicating everything about the shoot, that's another thing that needs to be asked as well, isn't it? Where are these images going afterwards? What that's are you so intending true. to do with them? Are they getting published? If they're getting published, is there going to be any monetary kind of um, yeah. like exchange for them? Or yeah, For sure. Yeah. And, and again, that's like asking the right questions up front to get all that information so you, everyone's on the same page. Mm. so everyone goes into it with their eyes wide open mm -hmm. and no one's kind of going oh I thought I was going to get this and mm. no no that was never never talked about and, and Terry I've, we've talked about this on a previous podcast about saying it's actually quite a good idea if that's kind of a verbal instruction that you've had mm. is then to send an email to the photographer to say this is what this is what I this is my understanding of what's mm. happening is that is that it mm. because sometimes mm. communication can be mis Red. Yeah, and then that's almost like it's almost like a written contract in a sense because you're agreeing to it via writing. It can be taken back, and you can do all of that kind exactly. of exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it just clears up. It's, sometimes you just got to clear up anything yeah. that might be, I suppose, you know, not taken the right mm. way, or mm. yeah. and, and it could be too. Like, I mean, you want to know what type of quality the image is. You might mm. end up just with a bunch of unedited. <laughs> Images. Yeah, not cool. Not, not cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, you mentioned before that you were speaking with an agent with with an, a situation that you had in the past. Mm -hmm. So have you worked with agents before for your modelling? So I worked with Rebel Rebel Talent for yep. a 10-week fashion course and I'm yeah. currently with an agent for my acting. However, for my modelling, I've been completely freelance. Yeah, right. Okay, so and you've enjoyed being freelance? I definitely think freelance comes with its pros and cons. You yeah. decide your hours you want, you know, when you got your work or you got to do that math yep. study that weekend. <laughs> so it definitely comes with that perks. But I feel like there's definitely perks about being in an agency or having yeah. an agent as well that I'd love to explore in the future. Yeah, cool. Yeah, excellent. 
Well, I think it's been really interesting to kind of hear yeah. your your journey so far. And, Thank and, you. And like I said, I think you you you're probably coming into it with all the right heads in the right headspace, and you kind of you know I, you know should have a a really good career. I think an amazing so, attitude towards it. Thank you so much. <laughs> all right. So Hannah, been fantastic talking. Where could people find you or see you on social media? What are you on? You can find my Instagram at at Hannah Hayes Sisson and my Star Now, which is my acting and modelling portfolio online at Star Now Hannah Sisson. Thanks, Hannah. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. No worries. Bye. Bye. Hi, everyone. And we're chatting now with Hannah's mum, Kathleen, and we just want to have a bit of a chat to you and just kind of get an understanding of what your experience has been like because from what we've just heard, um, you actually go along to a lot of Hannah's uh, jobs with her when she's doing TFP shoots or paid shoots. Certainly. Um, yeah. Hannah was 15 when she really wanted to start in the acting side, oh, sorry, the modelling side. She'd yeah. been an actor and done a lot of um, uh, musical theatre and um, community-based theatre. Yes. So a lot of that was arrive, turn up, drop, see you later, yeah. come back at seven yes. kind of thing. Um, but now that she wanted to get into the more one-on-one photography, yeah. modelling, and the requirements for yes. anyone under certain, either 16 or 18, depending yes. on the situations, yeah. was to be there. And because yeah. we were we were very new to the modelling area, yeah. um, or the modelling industry, yeah. it's not like the act, it, not like community theatre, no, um, where everyone has to have a blue card and all the right um, certificates, kind of thing. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Blue cards are something that that we you know we should all have as photographers. And I work in education, so yeah. like I'm really aware of all those kind of um, requirements. Yes. <laughs> and I know myself a few times when Hannah's approached me with, oh, look, mum, I've got this message from a certain site about uh, modelling experience. They're looking for girls aged a certain certain age. You know, I fit the category. It might be blue-eyed, um, blonde-haired, white, you know, Mm. Anglo-Saxon mm-hmm. girls, I fit the category, can I apply? So mm. then I go and look at it and she'll say, and originally, you know, because mm-hmm. she was only 15, I'd look down and I'd go, okay, yes, 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 you meet all those. Yeah. Okay, apply, put my number down. Yes. So um, never Hannah's though, number? We used to do both. Yes. Um, so we'd put mine and then Hannah's number. And yes. then after a period of time, once she was around 16, yeah. um, we would put her number. Yes. And then my number. So we sort of yeah. did a bit of, bit of a swap over, a bit of a changeover from a shared responsibility That's to a, a really more um, giving her the, uh, giving my daughter the kind of lead yeah. without, with me backing her up. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> and there were a few times where I spoke with photographers. Yeah. Um, where they said, they, they, where they'd contacted either both, you know, like send us emails or yep. send us some phone mes- text message. And yeah. Then, um, the shoot's on Sunday at one o'clock and I'd get t- send back, oh, happy to talk with you. Yeah, good stuff. And there are a few times, you know, they would ring back or they'd text yeah. back and we'd have that kind of texting yeah. chat. And you'd make arrangements for the shoot. And, yeah, and, yeah. you know, yes, I'll be there and it's yeah. one o'clock and we'll meet in the park. and. Yeah, excellent, excellent. So you always would go along with Hannah to a shoot. Yeah. 99.9% except good for good a few times when <laughs> we sent somebody with her. Yeah, fantastic. Or they were, once we actually did a shoot at my grandparents or my parents' house. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, we were there in the house. Yeah. 
we were shooting it. They were shooting outside. Yeah. They couldn't get to, you know, they couldn't, <laughs> nothing really could happen yeah. in the open. Yeah. And so is there anything that you would kind of look out for as red flags or good to go or anything that you'd be kind of think that would be a great opportunity for Hannah? Is there any instances like that that you could think of? Um, some of the things I can think of as a parent when I look at the photographer when they're um, doing the shoot is the way that they talk with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannah's very articulate, as you might have heard it's from amazing. her yes, conversation yeah. before. <laughs> she's a BA student, so she's got the brains there as well as yeah. some of the looks. <laughs> and I, as an educator, uh, you know, talk to my children in my classroom as human beings, yeah. as people who know what they want. Yes. And if I get a photographer who sort of talks down a little bit, Oh, or not, yeah. not not necessarily, but um, I like to look for photographers who engage their model in conversational yes. that's um, yes. age-appropriate, yes. that, ah, yeah, that is no swearing, mm-hmm. that is non-sexualised yes. uh, language. Yep. Um, because she was 15 and 16 when most of this was happening. Yes. And we all know, I mean, we're three adults here. Yeah. We know what all that's about. Mm-hmm. But you don't want your child to know everything at that age. No. Yeah. And, I so mean, just using appropriate language was always one. And yes. I did say to one guy once, can you lay off on the F word? <gasps> yeah. Um, it was out in the open. It yeah. was at a park. Um, and I said, I don't appreciate it yeah. as a person myself. I don't accept that in my house and I, I just appreciate it if you don't, yes. if you just back off on the... Good on you, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was very, it wasn't loud. It was just under his breath kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but if I, I heard, I could hear it. I just said to him, hey, mate, yeah, not, you know, not, cut it out of yeah. it. Yeah. So when Hannah first started, you know, indicating that she wanted to go, did you, I mean, did you have initially have concerns? My initial concerns were um, like things like, how far away is it? <laughs> um, how long will it take? How much of my Sunday will I? <laughs> it was my only concerns were sort of around, you know, just the time factor. How, how are you going to fit in with the other routine in? and that type of stuff? Yeah. I'm a single mum, so I've got another daughter yep. who um, is not into acting, yep. who's very sporty. Yep. And so I've got a manage the crowd (laughs) and be able to devote my limited hours to both of them. You do really well. I try my best. (laughs) Well, it it is kind of like other pursuits. Like if you have a child who's quite sporty, you're kind of off to sporting fixtures and that type of stuff on the weekend and driving Mm -hmm. around. I know um, two of my boys um, were into soccer for many years. So for four years or so, we were doing the... The soccer run. The soccer run, yeah. and you know, when wherever it ended up, you had to go. So it's yeah. kind of, and it does take a lot of time to do. Yes, well, that's um, AFL season right now, so that's with the other daughter. Ah, okay. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> so they're they're mainly Friday nights and Sundays yes. yep. games. Um, luckily, she's at fifteen, um, so I can do the drop and run. For practice. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So who does she play for? Uh, Cooperoo. Awesome. Cooperoo yeah. Roos. Yeah. Ah. Go the Roos. <laughs> That's fantastic. And look, I mean, it's been a great opportunity to obviously speak with Hannah and get her experiences, but it's also mm. a great opportunity to have you because you've been you've been sitting back watching and observing and kind of being there to 
as, as a safety net. Mm. Um, and I think that's important that probably all parents take that kind of role if their children kind of want to go down this career and, mm. you know, to get into it safely and get a good grounding. Yeah, absolutely. You really need to look out for lots of different things. I think Hannah and I came into the industry, um, well, she came in, you know, at 15, sort of around the 15-year-old mark where there weren't too many other, we didn't know anyone else around that age who really wanted to get into it. But we've networked with a number of, um, you know, there's been a few websites where she's got some group shoots for film off and that's that allowed me to really network with other parents. Mm. Then, then in turn, then that sent us to Rebel Rebel yeah. for the her model for a model course, yeah. which in turn has sent us to other photographers, which has then sent us to sort of now the open world that she's nearly eighteen. So yeah. yes, yeah. It, yeah, bit of a journey. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. It sounds it just it sounds like you're really creating that safe environment for Hannah to go into to, so that she can have that really great experience. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been really good with some of the photographers when, you know, initially she would um we'd meet, I was there on set and then, you know, maybe two or three months later the photographer um might contacted Hannah again and said, I'd really like to do another shoot. I want to do something with flowers this time, let's say. I can remember quite a few garden shoots that we went to or somebody, I don't know the photographer, but the there was someone with um, headpieces mm. which we went to the botanical gardens. So, like, that was a the second shoot with that photographer. Uh, so, you know, I, I felt really comfortable I could, we could meet there at the place and then... You know, I just sat and I always bring my crocheting, as I've said before. <laughs> um, but, you know, I could sit and I could see what they were doing. Yes. I didn't have to actually yep. be totally – I didn't have to be on top of them. Yes, yeah. and, and I think it was really – it's developing that trust. Yeah. yeah, and I think it was really interesting because Hannah talked about, you know, she created that safe – a safe word or a safe gesture that if she did – did kind of feel like she was getting out of a depth that you Absolutely. could Absolutely. That you could actually um mm. you could jump in. Great tip there with that. Yeah, one. I think that's yeah. that's really with, really good one. Yeah. I can remember one of the instances where she did do that gesture and it's actually a gesture that uh I'm getting feeling all emotional. Um <laughs> when both my girls were toddlers, well actually babies actually before they were born. Not before they were, sorry, when they before they could talk. Yeah. Um because I work in education, I taught my kids a little bit of hand, hand science. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. But they actually made up their own. Oh. Um, and Hannah used to do a certain action with her hand. Yep. Which meant... I did actually notice Hannah doing that. Yes. <laughs> we didn't make you feel unsafe, I promise. <laughs> which actually used to mean when she was a little one, um, drink, I'm thirsty. Yes. And um, she, you know, that doesn't look out of character. No, oh, no. Goodness, no. You I could would, see that I was yeah. doing that and you noticed it but you didn't look out of character. Yeah, yeah. So she could do that or my girls know a little bit of um, alphabet sign language. Yes. So she could sort of, you know, pretend to be fiddling with her hands and do something so that she grabbed my attention. Like, yes. It might be just she might have needed a drink of water. Yeah. Or she needs five minutes to recompose herself or go to the bathroom or, yeah. uh, you know, those kind of things. That is awesome. That's a really good tip actually to teach, to, to have a little bit of sign language. Just, and, just to have that other way to communicate because sometimes, yeah. like I said, if in, in they may, may not feel comfortable verbally mm. um, getting your attention. Loud. If there's yeah. lots of studio lights, they might not be able to see where you are. That's another thing. Yes. In a studio situation, there's a lot of lights in your face and it's very hard to identify who's actually around you. 
I know um, my mum is actually a music teacher or ex-music yeah. drama theatre stuff. Yeah. So I know what it's like being up on the stage, yeah. uh, as in behind all the lights. Yeah. You know, it can be it can be daunting. And it can be quite overwhelming at Especially time, if you, it's only you and yeah. the photographer. Yeah. I have to say, actually, as a photographer, I would feel a million times more comfortable if there was a parent on site, especially when the models are under 18. It's definitely something that that I would prefer to have happen. Yes, it, it's kind of something yeah. that, that we recommend that it's just something you insist on really. Yeah. Having yeah. having that support person. I mean, it, and it, it could also be an older sibling as well, but yeah. if mm. it's a sibling, you know, was over 18 or something, just so, again, it's, it's it protects everybody. Mm. That's right. We mm. did send, I did send Hannah once with um, an older male friend who was just about on the 18 mark, yep. mm. um, who looked very, a lot more growing up than 18, mm. who was very, um, uh, you know, uh, looked like a bodybuilder. Yes. <laughs> <Perfect>. Somewhat. <laughs> Big. About 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, yeah. <laughs> very broad. And uh, I said, you know, you'll speak up, please speak up if something happened. And I, mean, I met them at the end of the shoot. I just couldn't be there for all of it. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's always good to have that kind of presence. Yeah, absolutely. And so... In saying all of that, what sort of advice would you give to parents that are considering putting their children into the modelling industry? Uh, if their child's pretty youngish, you know, I'm thinking like we've met quite so many families over the, this journey. Mm. If they're around the like the 8 to 10-year-old mm-hmm. age group, you know, go on to one of the more popular websites where you might get invited, you know, you might get sessions where it's a group So it might be a group um, photo shoot or um, access to, you know, being an extra on a TV set or an up-and-coming movie or um, one of the film – front of the, like, Griffith Uni. If you can get in there first, I think, is always a great avenue to finding out more about the industry. Networking with other parents is always great. That's where we've found a lot of other – Parents who are in the same boat as me. Yes. And so you can get a lot of support from those networks, Absolutely. can't you, as well? Yeah. And guidance on how to navigate through. And knowing and, like, asking those kind of questions like, mm. have you worked with photographer Joey? Did you um, enjoy your experience with Joey? <laughs> uh, did you get what he said yeah. you're going to get at the end? Yes. And then that's sort of where we sort of merged from acting to modelling. Okay. And that was really a great benefit. And even to this day, probably probably four parents and four or five other parents and their children, we're all on Facebook together now. Amazing. So, you know, we'll see when another parent has has, um, posted something about their daughter, mainly girls. Yes. I think. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we actually do need a lot more little boys um, and, and young so gentlemen. Like, yeah, yeah, more of the more of the girls. Because Hannah's a girl. Yeah, mm. I think boys get into modelling seems to be at a, 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 a later a age. later yeah, age. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I think it's kind of like usually, and I think that could be a confidence thing. Uh, yeah, that, they, that girls you know, tend to be a bit more confident yes. at a younger age. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Can and carry I, themselves. Yeah. yeah, I think girls um, know how to communicate. Yes. Better? Yes. Than boys do at certain ages. So yes. yeah. they have that, that helps with their confidence. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's been fantastic. Look, great um, that you could share so, some of those insights because I know, like I said, for a lot of people, you know, they, they, their concerns are then 
you know, someone getting into this industry and, like I said, people only remember those negative those negative things sometimes. Yeah. I don't remember the positive things that come out of it. And, I mean, it obviously um, for someone like Hannah, it, it obviously helps build her confidence as mm. well. Mm. Hannah had a lot of confidence before Yeah, this. I can tell. <laughs> we can tell. <laughs> um, she's just gone. She's taking a journey sideways. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's doing You never well. know where the name might come up again. <laughs> That's yes. it. That's it. She should be a rising star. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for your time, Kathleen. We really enjoyed talking yes. to you. Thank you. That's all right. Thank okay. you too. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. If you enjoyed the show today, please leave a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a subject for our next show, also leave that in the comment as well. Thanks for listening.